0: So, as the preacher's kid, I get voted to go first, <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: um,
0: I am going to be talking about plarn mats, yes, plarn, plastic yarn, um, and so it's actually pretty cool. So, I'm gonna come down here, can everyone hear me? People in the back here? Awesome. So, this is a plarn mat, and you crochet it, and... Um, and we make them for the homeless. It's so they don't have to sleep on the cold, hard ground. So they don't have to be on glass and rocks. But because there's never going to be enough beds for them to sleep on, so we might as well give them something rather than nothing. Um, we start by cutting out plastic bags and then intertwining them together to make these giant balls of yarn. So this one's kind of small. And then we crochet it together. And we're hoping to have a craft day to teach those who want to learn how to do it, to also help the homeless in Des Moines, rather than just the ones there, but make it kind of something i
2: So, we went to Chicago after uh, General Assembly was done, and we were given a tour by Adam Freeberg and we saw a bunch of cool stuff. There was this really big, beautiful fountain. We just walked around a lot, we saw Lake Michigan, and for me, it was super cool, because it was my first time being there, and he took us out to this restaurant for uh, deep dish pizza, and it was also my first time having deep dish pizza. And his hospitality was just super amazing. And he paid for our meal. And it was just awesome having somebody so nice and kind to show us around. So at General Assembly, we had a. Opportunity and we went to Rehome, which is part of Habitat for Humanity. So, there you can buy like, well, not used, but some pre owned home supplies for building homes. And each year they build about five homes for the homeless and for the poor. And this year they said they're hoping to build, I mean, hopefully five, but their estimate was probably three or four. And when we went there, all we had to do was just small cleanup work, but that small cleanup work allowed it, like, freed them up to actually go build the homes instead of staying at the store and, like, just organizing. But I thought it was really interesting, and it was really easy to see exactly how we were helping out. So... Um, hi. Uh, so <laughs> all my life, um, my mom and my grandparents have taught me that God always allows, loves everyone, and everyone meaning everyone, no exclusions. And um, I've always learned differently at the church. So when I went to General Assembly and saw that GLAD was there, it was it was such an amazing thing for me. It was it it was exciting because I've I've never felt so accepted in the church and to have the disciples of Christ outwardly support glad, it's it's just amazing for me. And it it made it makes me really excited because the Christian church has sort of been given a name as homophobic and unsupportive, and that's it's not it's really not us, and I'm glad that glad is out there trying to make a difference and showing that we are different and that we do support
3: pointed out to me on this trip that by one of our youth that this is my fourth mission trip that I've taken with these guys. Um, Every time I've come back and told you guys how awesome it is to go on trip with these guys and stuff like that, and again, I am. it was a humbling experience, again, just to go on this trip with these guys. As Marty said earlier, there's a lot of things that we had planned that we thought were going to be there when we got there. It didn't go as planned. Things with the bus, keys, credit cards, random things that just, things that... (laughs) Should have been planned and should have gone as well as what it should have. It didn't happen. Um, the one thing that really humbled me this week was I found out that we are one of the very few churches that brought youth. In fact, as soon as they heard that we brought youth, and I had a shirt on, they said, "We heard you brought 21 youth with you." And I said, "Yes, we did." And they said, "Oh, you're brave." And I said, "Well, yeah, but I said with this group, of, with this group of young people that we have, it made it easy." So I just wanted to, to again thank you guys for your support, and also it was very fun also for me to go to a general assembly where I saw friends from camp that I haven't seen for at least 15-20 years. And hopefully these guys understood how important camp is and stuff like that. And so you can go to the general assembly, see your friends, and also the um, meetings there. I also went as a voting member for our church and that was very interesting to hear the goings on of our general assembly and what's going on with the disciples of Christ. But Most of all, I just wanted to say thank you for all of you guys, for all your support, for these guys and continued support.
4: So uh, probably sometime throughout your life, you probably said, I've had a holy experience. And many people will say it's probably with a song they've heard, a sermon they've heard, uh, being with someone, doing a mission project or something. But this week, I heard the phrase, that was a holy experience from a shower. (laughs) After a week of spending in a church where we had to walk two flights of stairs up to an unair conditioned room working in the hot sun, we got to spend a night in a hotel with an actual shower with beautiful water pressure and beautiful temperatures. And we had a discussion about how it was a holy experience, the shower. But it's just weird to see how a small thing like a shower can change your mood for an entire week. Small things like saying thank you and helping anyone in any way can change someone's whole day. And I saw that throughout this week. So it was just really great to see those little things come through.
1: Wow, that was something else. <laughs> we experienced hospitality. We're beneficiaries of many acts of hospitality, first from the Gender Christian Church in suburban Columbus, where we stayed and uh, worshipped. Adam Freeberg and Heidi, they were awesome, of course. Adam served us a, as a tour guide for us around Chicago and treated us to pizza, as you'd heard. That was a big hit, wasn't it? <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: And uh, then we overnighted at Heidi's Church, the Church of St. Benedict in Bolingbroke, Illinois. Then there were the mechanics in Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> they worked some bus repairs into their schedule so that we could be on our way in a timely fashion. We were only about an hour behind what we had planned to do. It was, well, it was prayers answered, is what it was. <laughs> Jim Wood. Jim Wood took us, took time out of his busy schedule to help us drive the bus on that first long, turned out to be hot, day from Norwalk to Columbus, Ohio, and to get us there safely. And I learned how to drive the bus. Kind of... <laughs> no. Jim's a professional driver. I mean, he, he's, he's, this was like driving a compact car for him. Then there was worship. Worship. The rousing worship service that we had with Reverend Dr. William Lee from Loudon Avenue Christian Church in Roanoke, Virginia. While the service was certainly different, it was surprisingly comfortable and a meaningful way to worship. Every evening we also participated in worship with thousands of other disciples from across the country, from across the U.S. and Canada. Great messages, fantastic music. Learning. We had some opportunities for learning. I learned a little bit about outreach and global and ecumenical efforts that are going on with our church. It's pretty fascinating. And we learned a little bit about church finances that hopefully we'll not have to use. (laughs) But uh, some some really good ideas. Then there was teamwork. With this mix of middle and high schoolers, they all stepped up and they worked together to make this a meaningful trip. They exhibited a great experience of great expectations of one another and did so with respect. And, of course, Amy and Marty and Travis, who provided great leadership for us all. I was proud to be with them, and you should be proud of them as well. <clears throat> then the opportunity to visit with clergy who have worshipped here. Kara Courtney, who has had such a positive impact on our now high schoolers when she was when she served us here at the Norwood Christian Church. Brian Nixon. Son of our former pastor, Pat Nixon, is now a minister in Keokuk. We got to see Katie Russell on the eve of her beginning of her ministry in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Adam Freberg. This should be a reminder to all of us that we're doing great things here at the Norwalk Christian Church. And of course, we had a nice reunion with our former pastor, Dana Kincaid. There were many wonderful spiritual experiences that I feel fortunate to have been involved with. But there were a couple of thrills. First of all, Ollie crawled on this trip. And a first for me, accelerating from 0 to 120 miles an hour in 4 seconds.
0: Not on the bus. I was going to say.
1: <laughs> now, <laughs> you stole my thunder. <laughs> what I was going to say, you may rest assured... That all were securely built or belted in their bus seats at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it's the best roller coaster ride that I've ever had. That only lasted 18 seconds.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for sharing. As uh, Marty said, they are a great group, and uh, we we did a lot of firsts this trip. Uh, It was one of the longest mission trips. Uh, The first time uh, we went to General Assembly, the first time we took middle schoolers and high schoolers together, which also meant there was uh, a good chunk of siblings who were uh, together as well. Uh, Which meant that we were learning and adapting and growing throughout the week. Dealing with people we don't always have to deal with in different ways, in different places. And adaptation, I think, is for me the theme of the week. Uh, They did it well uh, and excelled. uh, Everything, every challenge that came their way. uh, From learning how to open the emergency hatch on the top of the bus to let the breeze flow in. Uh, to negotiating who got to ride in the amply cool SUV uh, for the air conditioner in there, to figuring out sleeping arrangements, to dealing with some scheduling and programming changes that we weren't expected um, at General Assembly, they adapted. Uh, the theme of General Assembly, this is the national gathering of disciples, and our theme was sore. and I got to thinking that uh, uh, to SOAR, of course we were in Columbus, Ohio, and Ohio has something to do with flight, I'm told, but to soar means, and and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Major Pierce, but you have to adapt, right? You have to change, you have to, uh, you know, the wind comes, you have to move the plane a little bit. You can't just set it on cruise and go to sleep, but soaring always means that you're adjusting and changing, and I saw that in our group. I saw that in our church as a denomination. The The winds of change are blowing. The spirit is blowing. And our church is figuring out how to do church differently. That means that for General Assembly, we can't keep doing every two years in big, expensive convention centers and hotels that few can afford. Uh, but they're looking at new models. Uh, we were supposed to vote on... Des Moines being the host city for the 2019 General Assembly, but our Vice President uh, Todd Adams of the denomination spoke on the floor and said, if we do this, it is financially unsustainable. We can't keep this from happening. We need to imagine new ways of coming together as a church. And our regional minister, Bill Spangler Dunning, stood on the floor and with Bill's charisma and imagination said, hey, Des Moines, the upper Midwest region, we can be a part of imagining something new. And so we will. Who knows what year it may be, probably not 2019, but we're going to do something different because the spirit's blowing and things are changing and we're adapting. Our uh, general minister and president, Sharon Watkins, shared about a new uh, initiative called Mission First. She told us that the board of our church, our general board, is way too big, too clunky, and we do more with bureaucracy than we do with mission. And so they're organizing these what they're calling mission gatherings around the country in different regions of our church for us to come together as congregations with other churches to share what we're doing, to hear how the Spirit's moving us, what ministries are happening in our places, and to let the mission of the church then drive the organization of the church instead of vice versa. It's new. It's different. Who knows what it'll look like? A lot of people are nervous. But that's what happens when you soar. You adapt, you change. Wind blows, you move with it. Like I said, I was encouraged by what I saw, by our church and all its diversity, by our youth and all of their diversity, by the way that God is using us all in this church to come together as disciples, a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world where we welcome all to the Lord's table as Christ has welcomed us. That is our mission as a denomination. That's our mission as a church, let us stand now, let us sing our hymn of communion as we prepare to come to the table, number four, fourteen, eat this bread.